This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Hello from the Other Side with a twist. This is Hello from the Other Side Manager Edition. So I am really excited to be joined by Sam from WD18 Fans um, Podcast, YouTube, all sorts, everything I think while I've looked at you, but um, to talk about our new manager. Now, I'm not Dan, who's uh, another host on ours. I'm not a Dan, so I'm going to go with Fifco Munez, or something like that. Don't quote me on this. I am not, I don't get out of Yorkshire very often. So, but Sam, thank you very much for joining us. How are you? No worries. Thank you. First of all, yeah, it's really, really happy to be on here. I love talking about Cisco. We'll get into it. Absolutely great guy. Um, and congratulations to you guys as well. Brilliant season last year. Probably one of the, the best playoff campaigns you could have hoped for in hindsight that that comeback and then the last minute winner at Wembley. Um, the thing is, I, I was sort of a bit bittersweet when that goal went in because I love penalties and I was just sat there waiting for the shootout and then Wednesday scored. So, <laughs> but seriously though, congratulations and uh, yeah, I know Darren Moore's gone now. Obviously, I've, I've, I read the chairman's statement when that came out as well. But should be an exciting season ahead still. Oh, mate, thank you very much. And I will chat to anybody. doesn't matter where you are, what postcode in. Of them, them three, even the first leg, I'll chat all day because I know what happened. If it, if it, if we didn't come back after that, I would not mention Peterborough ever again or Barnsley. But, mate, one of the best two weeks that I've had for years and years, mate. So, thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. So, right, we'll, we'll get into it. Obviously, like I said, Darren Moore, part of company with Sheffield Wednesday. Um, under whatever circumstances, and no doubt you've seen the um, the chairman, the owner, over the last few days going absolute batshit crazy, um, and <laughs> for for lots of reasons, no doubt he just he just likes to talk and, and chat a lot. But obviously, like I don't know, Fisco, Cisco, however Francesco, however you want to say it, is now the the man at S six Sheffield Wednesday, so. Um, 
initial thoughts from yourself on on the man, but just as he come across because he's had a, he's had a couple of interviews with local journalists, and they've they've had really good reviews from what just the first half an hour chatting. So, how about you, Sam? When he was at Watford, which is obviously why we're talking, um, what was your initial impressions? Yeah, it's, it's a good attempt at pronouncing his name. I think we went with something. We went something along the lines of Cisco Munoz. Um, so, but I'm sure you'll hear so many different pronunciations of it. So you can change it up every video if you like. Um, when Cisco came in, it was a quite an interesting time for Watford. Um, it was a time of real disconnect between the fans uh, and the football club, um, particularly because um, we were in the lockdown at the time. Uh, we had Vladimir Ivic as our manager. We weren't. We were getting results, but we were playing really poor football. It was slow. It was boring, and we'd pretty much just be winning games one 0 and sitting back and. Our owners being our owners, even though we were in quite a good position, decided to roll the dice and and make a change. And it was genuinely some of the stuff you saw we saw from Cisco in the early days was really surreal. Actually, we saw him interact with Watford fans on social media. He was replying to fans on DMs, which um, any fan that wished him well, good luck before games. He was replying to them on social media. Um, on top of right. that. Sorry, just I know you, but that is going to go down brilliantly with Wednesday fans because we, I think personally, I think we are the worst fans on social media. So <laughs> if they're going to get reactions from him, that's going to be great. Yeah, of course. And and I mean, there were some quite amusing stories actually of, I think there was a situation where we drew nil-nil at Coventry and there was talks that he was about to lose his job um, and fans were DMing him going, oh, you know, you need to change this, this and this. And he was replying to them going, oh, do you know what? I'll think about that. Thank you very much for your help and for all your advice. Thanks for the support. Um, and we went in the grounds at the time. So it felt really, really special to be able to connect with the manager like that. And he just brought the feel-good factor back to Vicarage Road, I think, in that promotion season about three years ago now. Um, start the Premier League season. We started OK and we decided to roll the dice um, but nothing but the wish nothing but the best for Cisco, and I'm delighted uh, to see him get an, another job in England. We spoke to him a few weeks ago on our channel, um, so if you want to go and check that out, cheeky little plug there as well. Um, but no but he was he was really uh, really seemed keen to get to go and work in England again. So really happy for him that he's managed to get this job. Oh, that's that's great to hear, and it's it's quite good to say that um, to hear that you say that he's very engaging and he. he he was like that with the fans because that's something our previous manager, we felt over time really got together because our club over the last few years has been in a bit of a turmoil on and off the pitch. So to hear that he's he looks like he's going to be the sort of manager to continue what Darren Moore has left in, in the feel-good factor, to be engaging with fans um, and just to just to give the confidence in the, in the fans to to actually like the manager, because you do get some managers that you just may get the results, but Jesus Christ, you do not like yeah. them. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I saw, I've seen those videos online, I think, of when Darren Moore was joining in with Hi Ho Sheffield Wednesday. And there was a couple of times in his post match interviews where Cisco almost broke out into Elton John songs as well for us. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me if, if he gets a grasp of the lyrics that he'll be joining in very soon as well with those with that song. <laughs> uh, mate, all you do is have to stick your arms up, and the crowd will love it. I mean, uh, when every 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 uh, team will say like, but when when it's a full Hillsborough, especially when the lights are there as well at uh, night, it is really not, it is really great. It's a good atmosphere, especially if we're doing all right, which which hopefully we'll we'll have a good start. So, I mean, 
I, I've had a look. I've done a bit of research. I'm not known for my research, Sam, on this podcast, so thing. But um, he he quite he came in. Was it just 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 after Christmas? Was it in between Christmas New Year, twenty six, something like that? Yeah, his first a, game. I've got a feeling actually that his first game might have been Boxing Day. I could be wrong on that. I think um, it is. I think yeah, it was Norwich at home, and we were playing really poorly at that point, but. Norwich were flying in the league and we beat them 1 0. So it was happy days. Yeah, he, um, I think it was, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm only guessing, obviously, like I said, my, my, uh, my stats aren't the best, but I think it was he, the 36 matches in that he's, he managed for Watford. He won 21 and got like 67 points. But obviously, that, that had a few in the Premier League, obviously, that on the results side, I think unfairly sacked. I, I think. I, just not purely the way you started. It wasn't the worst start, um, but if he if he can get as the, I would take 18, 18 games. It will keep us up next season. I'm quite a, um, I'm quite a, not negative, but I mean, if we stay up next season, if he keeps us up first season, I am so happy with that, and then obviously build from that. Um, he looking at the sort of style of play. What how if if you were to describe. Um, Cisco to a Sheffield Wednesday fan, which you're going to in a minute. <laughs> His style of play. If what could we expect at Hillsborough? So, what, yeah. So, so, sort of... so formation wise, um, we switched at the time. So we we were playing under Vladimirovich three at the back. I think it was a three five two. Um, then Ooh. when Cisco first came in, it was a four four two, which was. It was interesting to say the least. It was it was he put a lot of square pegs in round holes. Uh, Will Hughes, who was crucial for us at the time, he was playing out wide, which just wasn't working at all. And then there was a game, as I said, there was that Coventry game where we drew nil nil, and everyone thought he was about to get sacked. Um, and the week after that, we played Bristol City at home, and you thought that if we don't win this, then he's gone. This was after about five or six games, I think. Um, we switched to a four three three that day, and we hammered them six nil. Um, so. He's able to make those tactical adjustments. Um, 4-3-3, he really likes to get the ball out wide to his wingers quite quickly as well. Um, we had Ismail Asar on one side, we had Ken Semmer on the other side, and they were both really important to his style of play. We, um, we, have, got, we have got no... Qual- no, no so sorry, that was a good thing. We, Ishmael Asar is... is it was ridiculous in the championship. We haven't got the players of that. Obviously, we've got Bannon, oh. we've got Windass, that, that sort of thing. So hopefully, he's going to be able to bring that sort of player in. And because we haven't got wingers either, we, we yeah, last uh, season I mean, we didn't play with wingers. So yeah, I, I was going to say the flip side of that was at times it did become a bit one-dimensional. It was hit very much at times hit and hope to saw. And there were certain games where we really, really struggled because we simply just didn't have any other options other than our teams would take him out of the game and we looked really lost at times to be honest with you and I think that's the downside of of what we experienced under Cisco was that he's a very young manager he's still learning a lot and he's he can be a bit tactically naive and as I say one-dimensional as well and I think that was really exposed in the Premier League in particular that we were probably 14th or so also when he got sacked and as you said results might not have deserved him to get sacked. I think in hindsight, we probably should have let him go at the end of the championship season because there were clear cracks there, even when we were winning 18 or so games and his run in the championship. A lot of the time, I think it was simply because we had the better players on the pitch 
and because one thing that Cisco is good at is his man management is second to none. And if you can get players like Ismail Assar, Joao Pedro playing in the championship to a high level and getting them confident, feeling good about themselves, then you are going to beat most teams in the league, regardless of how good you are tactically. Um, and I think the championship has moved on a lot, even in the space of two or three years. I think it has become a lot more tactical recently, particularly with the teams that are coming down this season as well. Um, I think that was something that, that shocked a lot of Watford fans this year is how quickly the championship's advancing. And it's also going to be a very open league next year. So I think if he gets his principles in there early, I think Sheffield Wednesday will be completely fine. But I'd say probably the main worry is that sometimes it is a bit one-dimensional and struggles with a plan B as well. Yeah, it's interesting to say that because obviously I don't want to talk too much of him. Obviously, he's not there. Darren Moore was, was accused at times for only having a plan A, no plan B, uh, which, yes, we, we went on a great run of unbeaten games, but some of them games, the same again, you, you looked at them and thought, we got away with that one. The cracks were showing. There was there was it wasn't fluid. It wasn't you were we were did we weren't hammering teams. We got some really good results. Um, but for for like, I'm, don't go wrong. I totally agree what you're saying about the championship. I think we're coming up to one of the strongest championships. And you may say that every season that we've seen. We've just seen uh, Leicester spend ten million on Harry Winks. Um, we've they've just signed. Uh, Oh, the centre half as well. They're spending, Bologna, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're spending ridiculous amounts of money where they can't. Yeah. Now we 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 will be on a budget, yeah, um, and that is a worrying thing for for me uh, uh, with Cisco. Is is he good with a budget? Has he got the contacts? He's a young manager. Believe it or not, guys, he's only two months older than me. I know, and <laughs> I, I just I can't. But 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 it's getting to a point where managers are getting younger than me now, and it's 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 pretty distressing to be honest but that's another that's another uh, uh, conversation so he how do you think how did he um and we we we, we can only go on Watford because obviously that's he, he was at Dynamo de Plessis he was at um the I'm not even going to pronounce Huesca yeah um, and, in Spain yeah. in Spain so how did how was he in in recruitment-wise with Watford, did you have a lot of money? Forgive me, obviously, I, I don't know Watford's ins and outs, but uh, did, did, did you have a lot of money? Did you have a war chest? Did he have... <laughs> to be honest with you, not a lot of Watford fans know the ins and outs at the moment because everything is kept a secret from us. Um, Watford is very unique with the way that the manager has very little control over transfers. Um, it's very much that the board will give him players and say, work with this. Um pretty much. And we did bring in some players. We brought in um, Moses Sissoko from memory, uh, Peter Otebo, Yuri Kutska, Samir Sankamara. Um, but a lot of these players just really lacked quality. And I think he really struggled because of that. We also lost some key players. Will Hughes uh, left that summer. Um, Etienne Kapoor had left in the January window. Um, Troy Deeney left as well quite quickly into Cisco's reign. So, um, it's difficult to say in terms of how Cisco is with recruitment. Um, but I will say this, that we had our first game of the season against Aston Villa, the first game back with lockdown, um, with, with all the fans back in after lockdown, was one of the most, probably not necessarily the best what performances I've seen, but special what performances, because you had debuts in there, such as Emmanuel Dennis. Um, you had 
uh, Kutzka in there with some of the best debuts I've ever seen from Watford players. And he clearly managed to get tactical messages over to them quite quickly during uh, pre-season as well. Um, unfortunately, it did quickly spiral out of control with those with those players, particularly Kutzka. Um, but I think with a full pre-season now, and I think it, it will certainly help Wednesday in the long term, getting the manager in now uh, rather than later on in pre-season, because hopefully he'll be able to implement his signings. Um, a Wednesday going abroad for pre-season or staying here? Well, it's interesting you should say that because uh, last week we uh, did announce a, a week training camp in Spain. So nice. uh, it, it could have been, uh, if you were looking into things that deep, you could have probably guessed or something. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, our first pre-season game on Saturday against York, which obviously is being brought in for. He's had his first training sessions um, today, I believe. So he's, um, it is two weeks since Darren Moore left. So we were all getting a bit, it had to be this week because of the pre-season, who, regardless whoever we brought in. To start in the Championship, which is like we say, it's going to be hard for us, monetary-wise, budget-wise, we're not going to compete. Where last season, everyone thought we probably had the first or second top budget in the in the League One. It's gone flipped on its head. We'll probably have one of the one of the worst. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna broad for a, a week training camp. So hopefully he's, he's got time, um, and it's going to be interesting to see about the transfers and the way obviously the, the plays you mentioned there I'm, I'm assuming he brought them in from abroad he didn't his um, recruitment team which is something our chairman and owner has said that there is a recruitment team that the, the coach uh, manager is part of but not solely so we are expecting the same sort of thing where he will be offered given names um, people brought in but it, it, we will be looking at loans. We're, we're hoping that there'll be a couple of Premier League loans that come down um, and just it'll be free transfers. Obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of the budget that has been given, but it's not going to be massive. We're not going to be spending millions on a striker or on... Uh, if, he, if he likes wingers, we haven't really got any. We've got one or two at the club. So if he's going to play... Either four two three one, which is is seen, or four three three. However, he's going to do it. He's going to need players. Plus, we've only got about fifteen first teamers at the club, so he's going to need at least eight or nine uh, bringing in. So it's going to be tough. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Troy Deeney is a free agent at the moment, and I'm not sure if you saw. He put out a tweet when uh, Cisco got appointed, saying "Best of luck, great move for both of you." So that could be a little call from Troy trying to get a move to Sheffield Wednesday. So that may, might be one to keep an eye out for. I'd. Uh, I yeah maybe probably the twilight of his career and I'm sure he, he he would command a couple of quid so it may not be probably a good fit but if he's going to come and and play for Arthur Marsbar and fifty p then yeah probably we'd be able to afford him but it's it's not it's not going to be like that he's so obviously we we're going to get to know him he's gonna he's gonna come he's gonna do all the press conferences now up to the even on Saturday or even maybe new on Friday for the game for the friendly it's gonna be interesting um is there anything is there I don't know this is a bit of a weird question maybe but is there anything special about him is there gonna be anything that we think actually he's gonna be or or you saw at his time at Watford that you think actually this guy gets Watford yeah so I just we love that we love managers that get us. I think I, I think some managers that that at least I've seen at Watford over the years 
there's a very clear distinction between I'm the manager, these are my players, I'll do my thing. You're the fans, just turn up on a Saturday. Cisco is very big on making the fans feel involved. He goes, no, 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 we've got 12 men. You lot need to be here every single week making noise. You're part of us. A lot of the time his press conferences, one of the first thing he talked about would be the fans being, whether that would be apologising like it was most of the time in the Premier League or in lockdown saying, I hope the fans enjoyed that back home, that sort of thing. He makes you feel involved as a supporter. And that, you know, that, that that's endearing. That's that, that's good to feel as a support. You feel involved going on a match. And even when things weren't going incredibly in the Premier League, there was no animosity towards Cisco, I don't think. Even in one of the worst what performances I've seen in my lifetime, his last one for us was Leeds away. We lost 1-0 and it was terrible. It was, it was pouring down with rain. I think we hardly had a shot on target that day. But, and everyone sort of knew that would be the end for Cisco, but there was no animosity towards him at all because of how special he made us feel as fans during a really difficult period of lockdown. And I think that also uh, reflects itself on the players as well. He's very big on so words you'll see him use a lot on social media is team spirit because he is so big on that. Um, I think it was revealed that the song he'd play before the players walked out every single time was Sweet Caroline and um, just to get everyone up for for things if you want to if you want to have a laugh have a look on twitter and just search up cisco munoz sweet caroline and you'll see all the what fans talking about it because at times when he was tactically inept people going you can't just play sweet caroline and hope for the best yeah. um but he does make you feel special supporters he makes the players feel special and i really hope he does a great job at wednesday because it's, it's a great football club with a great fan base i'd say maybe a sleeping giant in english football as well um and i there'd be no better man to take you back up there than him, to be honest. That's, I mean, mate, Sam, that, that is what I want to hear. And I'm sure every, anyone listening, um, that they, they want that. We, we had, we had that with the previous manager and hopefully the players have took that into the next season. Cause like we said, with, with the, the playoffs, absolutely fantastic. The team spirit, we had the videos, um, in the changing room after things like, that, uh, captain Barry Bannon talking about Darren Moore and all the team spirit. So, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, we know it doesn't make you win games. It doesn't give you three points. But when things and the things will go not to plan, there will be games that we lose, and and then it, it'll be good to get or think we know that the players are behind the manager and he's got that team ethos, that that togetherness, and that's all we want. That's really what we want, and the players. To come out and obviously every Saturday, every Tuesday, whenever um, we play, is is three points, and and the managers come out and, and give a good account of Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, ex- exactly that. And and as you say, you might not get three points every single week, but what I can guarantee is that while the players are playing for him and, and while they're behind him, at least every single player there will be giving one hundred and ten percent. And Sometimes, as I say, tactically, he can be off. He can be a bit naive, I think, particularly going uh, defensively. He can be incredibly naive. And I think he really shows his inexperience quite a bit. But while the players are behind him, you'll see every player getting 100%. And as a supporter, for me, that's the minimum that you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, when you say, like, obviously, when it doesn't go to plan and it it does feel like defensively, does does he have any sort of... I know he's been found out about not having plan Bs and things, but does he react negatively to? He's not, he's not, I, from what the two minutes that obviously I've seen on social media and things like that, 
he doesn't seem like the sort of manager that throws people under the bus. And not, I know managers don't do it a lot these days. They, they can't. But do you know what I mean? That, yes, uh, I mean, we lost to Forest Green. Forest Green won one game and they beat us at home. <laughs> uh, and it was, and Darren, Darren Moore should have laid into everyone, and, and it, but he didn't. He was very much so. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Cisco is going to be the same. He's going to obviously take the loss, yeah. but it will all be smart. He looks a smiley manager, if you can get that <laughs> from what we've seen. So, is that something that you that will come across to Sheffield Wednesday fans? 100%. As I say, there's always going to be a link back to supporters instead of playing, throwing players under the bus, it'll be, I think apologising to supporters, making sure supporters are still aware that his team are trying their best and a case of we'll go again next week. We have to keep the team spirit up um, because that's a lot of what Cisco Munoz's team relies on. It's just positive vibes and, um, and, and making sure everyone's happy with everything that's going on. So I don't think you'll, you'll really see too many angry press conferences from him. Maybe from your owner, as I saw yesterday, he uh, <laughs> he went on a two-minute rant or something like that, and Cisco was, stood, was sat there like, "What have I got myself into here?" Um, <laughs> well, I, I was gonna, I was just gonna comment on that. Obviously, we've we've all seen it, and I think half the UK must have laughed at it and seen it. And his his poor face. I've got. I'm gonna say that his poor face. He was sat there, and his mind must have been going like, "What what have I done?" What have I done? Yeah. But there was re- reportedly there was four managers uh, interviewed for the job. Uh, Dean Smith was a heavy favourite with uh, some of the Wednesday fans. Uh, we even had Duncan Ferguson get second favourite. Uh, I mean that was just ridiculous. Someone had put fifty <laughs> p on at Sky Bet. Um, so he, he must have interviewed well. And from fans forums and talks with them being on like a supporters panel with the owner and chairman. I know what he's like. I know how he can run, but it it wasn't the time for him. It was all Cisco's day. It was him to the fans, to the media, to the local journals, everyone like that. It was his time. And I think that just took it off and you could tell on his face, whatever he was thinking, it wasn't. But to be fair to him, his first answer that he got to, it was like, don't want to talk about the past. That's gone. We're here for now. And I think he got, a lot of people straight on side, which Amazing. is which is great. Yeah, that's which great. And, and and I mean, it seems to me as well, at least from when we spoke to him a few weeks ago, his English has improved massively from when he was at Watford in, he must have joined back end of 2020 and going into early 2021. So that, that should hopefully help his cause massively as well. That yeah, I, I mean, I mean, a lot of Sheffielders can't speak English, so you know, <laughs> like they're, they're Yorkshire, so it's hard to understand them. So be good, but I mean, just having, a, I was just quick looking at my calendar because I'm sad and I've got all the fixtures. The 21st of October is when we come down to Vicarage Road, so we'll have we'll, we'll be top of league by then. So <laughs> it'll be <laughs> we'll be a close second. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a warm welcome. Is is that? Would you expect that then? Obviously, the way you've talked to him, and yeah, I know, Sam, you don't represent all Watford fans. I bet you wish you did, but you don't. But from how you've talked and how you've you've portrayed uh, Cisco, um, will he get a warm reception? 100%, without doubt. Um, it's, it does seem every other week that the stadium announcer, um, before every game when an old manager comes back, goes, welcome back, blah, blah, blah. That does <laughs> seem to happen every other week nowadays. And sometimes they don't get the best reception back, but Cisco will get an incredible reception, probably on par with um, 
trying to think because Javi Garcia is held in really high regard by Watford fans, but I don't think he's managed back at Vicarage Road since. Um, I know he had that stint at Leeds, but uh, yeah, and and that didn't go too well for him. Um, but they often get really good receptions, um, and Cisco will be no different to that. It'll be good to see him back at Vicarage Road. Um, he was at a few games last season, actually. Um, and there were rumours that he was potentially going to come back. Um, ultimately, he didn't, um, which I probably think was a good thing. Um, not because I, I, I dislike Cisco, but because his time with us was so good, I wouldn't want to sort of tarnish any sort of memories that I had with him, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um and, and, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him back at Vicarage Road, although I do hope that he goes home with a defeat. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I'd, well, I'd say the same if uh, if you had Darren Moore coming back to Hillsborough or, or any oh, other. Believe me, at some point, at some point, we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Just a quick one. Uh, do you just want to give a good plug, to, uh, obviously, to your uh, social media for yourself? And, obviously, you've got, thousands of more followers and listeners to than us but go on you might as well get a free two minute plug in oh cheers <laughs> as, as i say thank you so much for having me on again um yeah wd18 we set it up in oh 2017 now um and we're on youtube we're on twitter um instagram with a home of all watford news uh match reactions after every game in in-depth analysis um so yeah make sure to check us out if you uh do want to have a look at your promotion rivals for next season and uh yeah awesome. hopefully hopefully we'll catch up soon later in the in the season yeah of course i, I much appreciate and uh, yeah i will definitely give you a a, uh, a message for uh, we do obviously hello from we do a preview show so this this will be the way we come for for when we uh, when we when we take you on. Um, but thank you very much for your time. It's been fantastic. So guys, um, massive thanks to Sam. Like I say, it's a new era of Sheffield Wednesday. It's a new man at the helm. We're all Spanish, aren't we? I think I think <laughs> I think the flags on Amazon have been selling out. So you know we love a good flag at Hillsborough. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Um, Join us, obviously, like, subscribe if you like what we do. If you don't, just still like and subscribe. Um, if you subscribe and then don't watch, I don't care. But thank you very much. Um, check us out on all the socials. It's been great talking to Sam, and uh, we'll see you real soon. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.